Shazam. Hey, buddy. Shazam. <clears throat> Excuse me. My 25 doing... hours of travel later, and here we are. You did it, and you're alive. <laughs> you made it back to Canada. Oh Canada's good. Look what I got. Look at this little oh, thing. Oh, what you got? What's that one? It's a little retro machine. Retro it's machine. Like, yeah. Look at that. It's got, Where'd like, find all out? these games on it on, on a auction. An auction. An online auction. I'll be getting a lot of cool stuff from there. Here's a game called Power Robot. Yeah, so it's all these classic games, which is so cool. Just a little on-off button on the back. It's got 200 games in it. That little dealie does. Like just the basics, basically. Oh, all like, kinds of games. Just like, yeah, yeah. you know, fun ones, crappy ones. But and then I got the, of course, I got the Frogger. Yeah. And then I yep. got Centipede. Oh, that's a good one. Back Classics. then, and you know, that's like '83, right? '84. So that's yeah. like we're, we're all like, "Whoa, this is the greatest thing ever." And then, uh, and it's then, fun to have those. I'm redoing the basement, right? Because uh, Taylor's moved out now. She's in Toronto, living it up in the city. So oh, the basement, go. yeah. So the basement now, I've just I've repainted the whole thing, and I did a really dark uh, a dark paint to it that my wife picked yep. out, and of course the white trim, and it just looks so so cinema studio like. It's beautiful. I got some What's nice photos. What's the plan down there? there? What's the plan? Be? No stress, no work. A place where you can just hang out and watch good yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. and and all watch these little hockey. all these little video game machines will be around. I got. What else? I got Operation. I got Connect Four. Um, I got a vintage uh, hockey game. Like I think I showed it to you before. It's from like the fifties or something, or when my it was like as old as I think when my dad was a kid, right? So I picked that up as well, and I'm going to fix that up for down there. And I have all the old classic systems. I showed that on one of my intro videos, which was really really cool. Um, yeah, so I've been really really re renovating down there, and I don't mind doing that. It's not too bad. Taylor moved in quick, so there were some corners that I had to cut. So. It's been good to get back onto that and fix that up. And I can't wait to hang out down there. I'll do some uh, shots from down there when, I, when, I'm, when I'm officially moved in. Um, yeah, and I also just wanted to mention off the hop here that I have some uh, live dates coming up. I, I think I mentioned to you. I mentioned to you that I'm doing, the, I'm doing the old man comic book crawl as my tour. Have I discussed this with you? Because I haven't seen you in a while. An old, mm -hmm. I know. I've been uh, in the Middle East. Okay. So this is, this is, food poisoning. no, I know, right? This is, this, so this is the old man comic book crawl that I'm doing. So I'm, I'm basically doing, yeah, here we go. I'm doing, well, it looks like I'm doing two a month. That's pretty good. Because I didn't think, I thought I was only going to be doing one. So coming up like this February 18th, I'm down at Nexus. And the first one is an in-store, and they're also releasing a whole lot of Dungeons and & Dragons and Warhammer stuff. It's like, you know, when they release the new issue, hey, these are the new GM card line for, for the, the year. They're yeah. doing these, the same thing down at Nexus, but with Warhammer and with Dragon, or Dungeons and & Dragons, right? So I'm going to be down there for, uh, from like 12 till 2 while all this is going on, my own, my own booth there. Meet me, talk to me. Hang out with me, take me out, smoke one with me, buy me a beer, maybe some lunch. Right. That'd be great. Uh, I'm going to have my, my comic books there. As you can see, I'm going to have lots of artwork and I'm going to have some limited edition. I'll show these next week. Um, drawings that I'm doing of retro Dungeons and Dragons covers that I've reimagined. So there's three of them. So they're kind of like these really old style 80s Dungeons and Dragons uh, drawings that are legendary. And I've redone them in the dark kind of, uh, you know, dark ink style that I like to use, the creepy style. So that's the first one. And then, of course, the following week, I, it's the uh, the workshop that I do for the Captain Underpants and such. So remember the classic? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the art that they like me to teach there. So yeah, I do like that the fall. And that's free. If you're here in Kingston or you're visiting, that's on uh, Sunday. What is that? Why that is 26th. Yeah. Sunday, the 26th. And if you're in Kingston, it's free. It's from 12 till two. 
Um, I get paid, so don't worry about my time. But the, the <laughs> event, the event is free. Well, so some of the parents are actually concerned. You know, it's really funny. So, and then after that, I'll be doing uh, SBT. I'm doing a free seminar and then an in-store, which I'll be talking about how to make a comic book, going through all the steps. Um, that's free as well. So if you're in Kingston, please, you know, come by for that or bring your kids by. March break too. First, first part of March break, right? So what a great thing for the kids to do, right? Come out and hear they a free seminar. To do. Yeah, you guys, you guys can toboggan there. You get all the snow. So. Well, you never know. It's melting now, my friend. But here's the thing is they come to this in-store um, and, I, and I tell them about comic books free and how to make them the exact way. You're starting your March break with your kids this way. So what a creative and fun March break your kids are going to have uh, creating comic books. So that is March 13th. Now, after this one, this is where I'm going to kind of go back to my old stomping grounds, deadly grounds, but this is just kind of in the schwa area, okay? But instead of bringing my guitar with me, I'm going to bring in my stack of comic books. So I'm going to deadly grounds coffee, which is amazing. I believe it's in uh, Bowmanville. Is it Bowmanville? Curtis, or Curtis. Oh, it's, it's Curtis. Yeah, it's, but it's, yeah, no, yeah. that's right in there, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll be there at deadly grounds coffee. And I don't know if you've seen, uh, like, we know our friend Brent Fitz loves deadly ground coffee. I know. Right? I, and I've yeah. never been there because I just never get to. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I went through Curtis. Oh, it looks amazing, dude. You should see this place. It's just yeah. like walking into this horror thing. So I'm going to be there for two hours on uh, the 18th. I believe Saturday, Saturday, March 18th. I'll be back there and I'll be bringing my comic books, my artwork. And I'm looking forward to seeing so many old friends. Um, there's a lot of people that already said they're stoked to come and see me there. And I haven't even put the ads out yet. So that's going to be a fun one. So I'll be back in the Schwa area. Again, not bringing my guitar, man. I'll be bringing my comic books and such and my artwork. And I'm looking forward to seeing some old friends on that. So how do you, what do you think of that, dude? Look, I, got I think two, that that's going to be two... rad. I'm, oh, man. I mean, here's the thing, the thing I love about what's going on with you is that um, number number one, let's talk about opportunity. Right. So this is a great opportunity. Like these have just been amazing that you're getting a chance to do these in stores all the time because mm -hmm. I mean, we could never get that as a band. It was like we're going right. to like this is like, you know, you're offering a service, which is uh there's a million bands though, right? There's my a friend? million bands. There's a million, there's a million bands. bands. And it's like, Hey, can our band come in and play your store? It's like, uh, but you know, hot, you know, Hey, I'm a comic book artist and, but you got a relationship with everybody. So it's mm -hmm. so great to, to be able to set those up and do it. And as I said before about the commissions and stuff that you're doing, yes, I mean, that stuff just needs to be seen. And it need, yeah. and, and when people, I think when people see them in person and stuff, they go, Oh my God, that's you. And, and I don't know about you, but you know, if I, I always almost buy something from, an artist or somebody that like is rad. In, you feel like you're supporting store, them. Right? You feel like you're supporting them. Yeah. So I think they're great. It's a, especially it's, it's, it's grassroots on the ground mm -hmm. in the trenches. Getting and it's better there. than like, people are asking just for money. Just give me money so I can do my stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, no, yeah. I'm going to, no, I'm going to actually talk to you and I'm going to give you, and I'm not going to charge you tax for this stuff either. It's included. <laughs> I, I think the, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a great way to, um, well, it's just, it's, it's ground level, you know, marketing. It's indie it's, comic it's, books. It's, and, it's indie and comic I'm, books. It's face to face. You're, you mm. have a relationship. You know, a funny thing we have, um, I'm seeing all the advertisements for Fan Expo Vancouver. Mm -hmm. uh, that's coming up here. Uh, that's shortly. exciting. And I think yeah. I'm going to be home for it, which is great. Oh, that's I, brilliant. I thought I was going to miss it. Um, mm -hmm. And they got a pretty good lineup here, um, which is awesome. But I've taken the kids, I, uh, it's been down for a couple of years, mm -hmm. but for two years in a row or three years in a row, I took the kids and there's an artist there, a girl mm -hmm. that draws these pictures, 
that are really really cool like they're kind of elf style like elven style like she draws nice. these like really cool things and samantha loves them oh, and she great. goes and she signs them every year for her and she's got like a series of two or three going and that's something that like when i took them for a couple of years it was like whoa like this is like the coolest thing like you know like, like she remembers her or whatever and so it's just mm-hmm. a relationship that so i'm stoked to do that again you know what i mean it's they fun kind of have that you know it's so much like playing in a band, but like the opposite at the same time, dude. As I say, I always mention this to you. It's like I, I really feel so much more accepted into the comic book crowd, the pop culture crowd. The music was so tough. Every you always had to be a different person. Oh, I know. There's that buzz again. I've got a. That's just a. That's just oh, the phone line. That's your texting. I, 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 yeah, because I got a picture here that I'm going to show. Um, that you had sent. Uh, you had sent um, some artwork for the kids. Mm. And it's very, very cool. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'll have to upload yeah. it in a minute. No, that's so cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. But I'll. But that, it's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. That you, you know, you get that grassroots, and and you know, when you, you sent a, a redo, like a reimagining of a Stranger Things poster, and and something mm-hmm. like when the kids got it, it was just like, whoa, mm-hmm. like cool. He did, that, he did that for us. Like you know, it's just this. It's just the thing, right? Like it's yeah, it's, cool. cool, it's it's the coolest thing. So grassroots, go support Chris Machete. That's why this whole show is so important. Uh, the live from Machete Comics uh, at this phase of what you know, taking it from one into this now, it's so important that we feature all the stuff that Chris is doing, all the the commissions and all the different things. And I'm going to show a picture of some stuff that he did uh, for my kids. You can see the, the smile on their faces from it, um, and that's what we're, you know, I really want to see out of this thing is just an explosion out of. Machete Comics, the, the cool. studio. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, well, we'll talk about some rad stuff too because I want to. We, I love absolutely. I love, but you know what I like also as much as conspiracy theories, and we don't have the graphic for it, but I like hockey. I'm oh, a, I, uh, I'm I a like young hockey. Canadian guy who likes hockey. I like a good hockey, uh, and I have, and, and I've been surra- I've been in a land of cricket and rugby for Ooh. two and a half weeks. Uh, I could, I was going into all the bookstores and just poking around and some rad bookstores and they have a sports section and it's tennis and basketball and of course there's not going to be hockey in saudi arabia or the middle east That'd be uh, bad if like, it was. oh i really want to i'd like to you know be able to see something and so mm. i've been missing it like crazy so right. leafland what's been going on in leafland because i got some canucks news but go yeah. ahead well i i what's the big time where they're thinking you know do we trade off nyes do we get rid of uh some draft picks here to get somebody for the now do they do we go all in and uh man i think i would love to see like if i was to pick somebody for them to get or a style of player definitely it would be a power forward i would think that they don't i don't think they need patrick kane as much as say they need jonathan taze if i was to go between the two of them so let's just say that you could that you're not losing well you are you're gonna lose a draft pick you know what i mean and and maybe you can just throw in Murray or something, right? Or or give them something like a, a player who's not going to be able to play. Like uh, um, I can't I can't think. There's a what's his name there who from Woodstock, Ontario. Who I don't know if he's coming back, right? The defenseman Kerfoot. There. No, no. Oh. Kerfoot. Well, they they could throw Kerfoot in there for sure as well, and that's three point five, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think if they got somebody who was and, and then you put Taze on the third line center, man, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah. you're you're. Dude, you play the first two, three lines, and you got your game right there, right? You know where Taze um, is going, buddy? Taze is going to Winnipeg. Going to Winnipeg, right? Is that what you said? 
I think but he's going to Winnipeg. Winnipeg yeah. yeah, he's going home. Well, well, that's the thing, right? But I'm just saying, from a Leaf point of view, man, I I don't know if if Patrick Kane, because a lot of people are saying get Kane, get Kane. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy having him on the team. That's great, but I don't know if that's really what it needs. Now, I don't know how much Leaf hockey have you been watching. You know, no, you know what they they. Well, okay, I mean. Anybody that's won three cups is going to be a valuable asset to to the team, regardless. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, take them for sure. Would love to have them, um, yeah. but I mean, how much? Oh man, what is this team? This team it has to start from the net out, unfortunately, man. <clears throat> I, 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 you can add all the centers and grit and all the things you got in, in the world that you want, but you got to stop something. And Vasilevsky's mm-hmm. proved that in the last, you know, Vasilevsky. Hasn't lost two playoff games in a row. Mm-hmm. You, that's what you need. The Leafs yeah. haven't had a goaltender. When was the last time they had a goaltender? A real Belfort, solid, like, yeah, like a guy that you put in that you're like no brainer. Yeah, and I mean they got close. Campbell was kind of close. You know he had some signs there, and then the Leafs mm-hmm. just didn't score or give him any support. But mm-hmm. like. Man, I I don't know what the fix is there. It's so much. You yeah. know, you know what, dude? It's so much easier to fix a broken team like Vancouver, because yeah. you can go gone, 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 gone. Start, <laughs> start, 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 and it's already started. But yeah. like, um, it was so close. Well, this is this is the part where you need somebody really smart behind the scenes, <clears throat> running the team who knows what the team needs. You know, because he he make his pay raise. His pay cut's way higher than yours and mine, right, my friend? So this is the thing. He should have the answers to this. But it's fun for us to, to go back and forth on it. But, like, it, as you mentioned, it's a tough decision to do that. Well, he's getting the pay that he should be able to do that. He should be able to find that missing piece to help everybody. Um, Sammy's been playing well, though. Samson off back there, man. Yeah, I had him in my pool really last year. That guy's well. been, I had him in my pool last year, and he got yeah. me a lot of points. Um, but, again, is he the answer? I mean, sometimes you can get away with mediocre goaltending for two mm-hmm. or three rounds. Uh, if you've got solid defense and all the rest yeah. of it, so um, I don't know. I uh, what do they what do they need? I mean, they, they brought Simmons for grit. They had Spezza for heart. They had uh, Thornton. They brought all these kind of older guys and and mm-hmm. things in to to boost the team. And Spezza yeah. scores a goal, and everyone's like, "This is the best." And he drops the gloves, and it's like, "Great, right. you have heart." But we really, honestly, dude, I if 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 I'm being honest about what they're missing, mm-hmm. they're missing their top guys doing something right that's what they're missing they need austin matthews and marner to completely mm. take over the playoffs yeah and then everyone else falls into place yeah. i haven't seen anybody do that when the canucks did that run in 2011 and they were they were hurting going into mm. nashville kessler's like i got this mm. and he put them on his back and scored like eight goals and knocked the shit out of everybody i haven't yeah. seen anybody do that for Toronto since Wendell mm. Clark, like Wendell Clark, you knew something was going on and I don't want to be one of those retro yelling, <laughs> especially porch, with Wendell. That's the guy. Yeah. Re, re, yelling from the porch guys. But mm. the thing is, man, it's like, they've got the tools. This is the, like, everyone says, this is the year. This is the year. The only way that's going to get proven is if Matthews lights it up, Marner lights it up, Nealander lights it up, <clears throat> Riley lights it up. Like yeah. these guys, uh, you know, Giordano, is not going to light it up, but he's going to be that that staple that you we'll that you good. have. Mm-hmm. So I, man, I well, don't the, know. Well, the thing they're better. The star players are much better, and Nylander's on fire. Whether he that's the thing is whether he follows through. Um, but that's the thing you have. I think the we've already the management has already bought into the the four core, right? So there's nothing anybody can do about that. 
either they're going to play up to par this year or they're not. There's nothing. In, but adding that that extra piece, though, because I've seen also teams do that where they add like that extra piece and it was like, damn, you know. Um, but you look at the guys that some have of them done are that in the past, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like you look at like like the, the guys that did, that did it in like, you know, like Burroughs. When O'Reilly, well, when O'Reilly went, from, Bu went yeah. from Buffalo to St. Louis, I believe they yeah. won the cup, didn't they? Totally. Well, and that see, was he's like, a guy like, and he'll be available just before the playoffs start, right? So this is another guy I'm thinking of. He's another player that if he's healthy, I would love to see him on the third line, man. Um, the other thing is getting a stud on the defense, right? And, of course, there's a few people available for that as well. I don't think adding somebody to the defense at this time is a really good idea because I think the defense is a part of the ice that where those guys got to know each other, where they're going to be. And sometimes when you throw somebody new into the mix, especially if they're a higher-level player, I think that throws off the flow of what the defense are doing. Because no, I don't think you not necessarily need uh, like more of a talented defenseman. You just need somebody to buy into the system that works well with what you have going on. Because if you bring in a new defenseman and he's not playing with the system, you're screwed. You know what I mean? Like then your goalie's left out to dry, and yeah. the forwards. I'm always the fascinated puck. that the, you know I'm I'm fascinated still that guys at that level yeah. still need to be coached. <laughs> it's and funny, isn't I, it? What I mean by that is, is like. Well, they need structure. Um, Everybody needs yeah, structure. There's, a, there's some structure, but I mean, they've been playing forever, and I under like, you know, I understand it's about matchups and and things mm -hmm. like that, and 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 going arrested. But um, to have a, like a defenseman just completely break down, and you're like, you know, you've been playing for about 28 years, yeah, um, and you're breaking down. Like, it's just a very interesting thing to me that they all need to be coached still. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> well, you're, some you're of them are pretty young. <laughs> your big stud defenseman, I, you know. I don't know. I, for me, uh, when it comes to stuff like this, um, a puck moving defenseman mm -hmm. that can add offense, I think that's going to be, you know, and I think you guys are going to actually, if I'm predicting something here, mm -hmm. I think that you guys are going to actually get Luke Shen from the Canucks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's going to do any good. He'll just be a, a reserve, I would think. The guy's been great out here. I'm just saying, I don't think he would be inserted into the lineup. He would uh, just be kind of. Who knows? Reserve if somebody got there, it's a fire sale out here soon, my man. So right. it's like, well, they know. got the, see the defense depth's pretty good right now. Actually, they got a couple guys are sitting that aren't too bad. You know, mm -hmm. I, um, I, I just, I really, I, my money this year is on the top guys doing it. Right. Uh, I'd love to bring a Taves in. Sure. Uh, you know, bring O'Reilly in. Sure. But, um, let's, let's see what these guys got. And then if you, if they, you know, Let's just say, and I think I called it at the beginning of the year. I said, I think this, this, it has to be the year that the Leafs win the cup. Yeah. This has to be it. Or get the, really this, close, right? Like this is the team. They got to get you, close. You got to do it now. <laughs> so for me, I was like, yes, I'm going to, I'm calling it. I'm saying this is the year we're going to see it. And that's me mostly just hoping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, do they stack up defensively? Not yeah. sure. Uh, do they have the goaltending? Don't think so. Mm -hmm. But. Anything happens, we got three, what, two and a half for three weeks before the deadline. Yep. So yeah. you're we'll going to see happens. some movement here. You're going to see some movement. Yeah. We'll we just saw movement in Vancouver. Horvat went to the Islanders, signed mm -hmm. a big fucking deal today. Too. And Lou Amorella, what do you think of the deal? Well, it's too long. It's too much money. What else do you want to know? He didn't like it at all. Huh? I mean, it's an interesting one, but that that's just, he played his way into that. Yeah. I mean, he's not that guy that you're seeing. I mean, thankfully, I've got him in the pool, so he's great for me this year. But he's mm -hmm. mostly a 60-point guy. He's a great player, man. And I I'm, I was kind of choked to see him go. And I was kind of choked that they picked Miller over him. Um, but whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, but I think you're going to see Besser go. I think you're going to see who else? They're talking Demko. 
mm-hmm. which he's injured, but they're talking Demko, which I never thought I would have heard um, mm-hmm. go. The only core is Patterson and Hughes. That's the only two people that are untouchable. Everyone else, right. including Miller, is gone so if they if they get a good deal for him. So new new approach with Talkett behind the bench there and everything. So that's that's going to be a new way to go. Um, we won't talk about Bruce. That's a whole other can of worms there. Man, it's going to be interesting we... if he ends up in Toronto next year. Wow, well, yeah, we'll see about that, right? Um, I see, yes, yeah, we'll see. There's so many ifs with the Leafs every year, buddy, because we all know that as long as the team makes the playoffs, they have a chance of winning the cup. Um, and it looks like the Leafs are going to have to play a little lightning off the bat unless something happens. Now, you see, I don't know if you've noticed me, but Buffalo is in there now, right? Yeah. Holy uh, crap! Look at them. Well, too. That's Tage, though, man. And that, I don't. I, I give them the uh, the award for um, nice try there. Kids, I think they'll get in. They could mm-hmm. surprise us the way Florida did a couple years ago. I, I don't yeah. know, but that Tage Thompson kid, my God, where the hell did he mm-hmm. come from? Yeah, well, they're, but they're one of those teams that the Leafs always have problems with, right? Buffalo, Florida, they always seem to have problems with for some reason. Like, come in and it's like, well, you got this game, and no, they don't. Well, historically, the Leafs and Buffalo had had some really good matches, right? Some good games and such. But yeah, man. It's I, just I, interesting I, to watch what's going on with the other teams because we're getting down there now, and of course – um, the last place team. I would hate to see uh, what's the youngling coming in who's amazing there. Oh, um, uh, oh, the the kid, uh, Bedard. Yeah, I would hate to see him go to like the Blue he's Jackets going Arizona, or going to Arizona. Buddy. No, Arizona's going up the list. They're get, they're getting some wins in right now. It's just looking at that. Um, I, I could see him going to Chicago for some reason. For some reason, I think he's. I'm going to predict he's going to Chicago. Calling you it. I think Chicago. Well, I mean, it's going to be about who has the Calling most it. balls. <laughs> well, it, no, because yeah, because yeah, they they take the, what the bottom four and then they do a draw. Is that how it works? Well, they get the, the bot the yeah, it's the bottom of the sixteen. So sixteen make the playoffs. Everyone else, uh, there's a draw for them or something. Yeah, the there's a draw, and I think your 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 lowest four get the most, and right. the last place team gets the most, and cycles mm. down from there. But but um, it's rare that it's like no, the number one pick is like Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they've got it that the sixteen. I'd have to ask somebody, but there's something weird mm-hmm. about like the 16 that made the playoffs right. are like one ball or something. It's it's mm-hmm. a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. But you wonder if it's six to, too. I don't trust anybody. And I saw a, a really good um, uh, thing, just one more thing on the All-Star weekend. Right. So I never watched it. I, I read about it. I didn't um, either. Yeah. My dad and everyone, did. Everyone's like, it's shit. It's garbage, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. Dan O'Toole, who was on TSN before, mm-hmm. um, just did a tweet about what he would do to make changes. Oh, right. And uh, man, was it ever cool. Oh, yeah? he, he brought that because it's going to be in Toronto next year. Mm-hmm. And he had some suggestions about, you know, like um, if this happens, like every fan in a building wins like five grand. Wow. Like things like that. And you yeah. pick a player. And it was the coolest thing. And it was like in that way, you're like, you know, everyone's engaged in the whole thing. Um, it was really, really cool. He had a great, uh, I'm going to find it here because it was a mm-hmm. really cool, like, um, breakdown of what he would uh, suggest for, for you know, in Toronto because everyone was complaining about how terrible it was. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Because it's three on three and it's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's some good um, plays and stuff. The highlights were pretty neat, but that's all you really need to watch is the highlights, right? Dominic Hasek had a fit about uh, Ovechkin bringing his kid there. Kid there, did you see that? Jeez. I didn't see the fit. What did he fit? What, Just what because of the war, he thinks that all the Russians should be pulled, and he's been a real oh, uh, there's a bit protagonist of that. Yeah. about that. No, you should have seen him. He was like his his article or his thing, and that was pretty uh, adamant, man. Thanks. But I had heard that before, and I, I mean, 
So I'm just saying how vicious he was. It wasn't like he didn't mince he didn't words go light. on anything. He didn't no, go light on it. It's like, holy crap. Anyway, what do you got there, buddy? Uh, I was just trying to find it here, but okay. I was just trying to find it. I'll come back to it, but um, it's uh, it, it was really, really cool. It was just about yeah. it was about like engaging the fans. They they pick a team, um, you know that they pick a player. And you're engaged in like certain players, and, mm-hmm. and is your uh, phone going off? No, it's 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 yeah, okay. I got a bit of interference. But anyways, it was really really cool, and it just mm. it, it, the idea was that dude at the Sky Dome um and really engage like the fans like in in the skills competition it's like fastest skater set it up like a sprint like an olympic sprint don't do the mm-hmm. circle around to do an olympic sprint um uh if uh, a player in the game scores five goals everyone in a building wins a thousand bucks shit like wow. that where it's like make it really really exciting <laughs> yeah so i don't know that would be cool like i like that you know people online putting things in so that they could get money too That'd be huge. That'd be huge. Dude, that'd be great. So, All right, so let's move on to our conspiracy theory slash deep dive. So we'll roll our conspiracy theory. uh, All right, let's see it. Yeah. I think you've seen this one. Creepy stuff. Love it. Love it. Okay. So we're, uh, we're diving into a movie here. Uh, one of my favorite guys in the universe, my idol, Stanley Kubrick did eyes wide shut. Okay. This movie was the last movie he ever made. I mean, keep that up there, Lonnie. If you could just, sorry. I just want to, so it, this is uh, eyes wide shut. It was released in 1999 when we, right before we were all going to die. And That's right. we actually did, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. here, here's just, here's just what the movie, the write up for the movie is. It's a Manhattan doctor embarks on a bizarre night-long odyssey after his wife's admission of unfulfilled longing okay so that's just again that's your straight up simple you know how i love my my plots nice and simple right buddy yeah that's just yeah. a nice simple plot it's really good but is it a simple story oh my god no because kubrick's a genius so what he does is he takes like there's my idol right there that guy man oh my god he is he he was a genius he was legitimately a genius man um, there's, there's so many other things we could focus on, but we're going to focus on eyes wide shut because what it's doing now is really resembling what's going on or what we're hearing about what's going on in Hollywood and with the elite, uh, the elite millionaires, the elite people with money, uh, around the world are getting together and doing some really, really creepy stuff. Am I right? Illuminati. Yeah. Like Luminati type stuff, right? You know, don't come and get me guys. So it's but there's so there's so many interesting things that this movie now relates to that is coming to the surface. Um, the one thing that I want to point out about this to start off to get the ball rolling. This is super interesting. This originally was was and I heard this from one of the family members. It was on a, a TikTok video saying this movie is a documentary. It started off as a legit documentary. Hmm. Took over thirty years to get made. It's and is is it's not a documentary. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I believe to Stanley Kubrick, this was a this was a documentary. He tried to start. He tried this movie over thirty years ago. He wanted to get this movie going, and he always wanted to use two celebrities who were in the mainstream. 
So the first ones were Woody Allen and Mia Farrow. He wanted to originally use them, right? So he doesn't get the movie made. Time goes on, time goes on. And then we're hit the next generation. And it's a, a Kirk Douglas. And uh, what was his wife's name? Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones, right? Oh, so Michael there's our Douglas. Michael, Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Douglas Kirk, is the Kirk, younger Kirk's one. His dad. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk's his dad. Sorry, Michael Douglas. And yes, I did. I think I was talking about this with my folks and I said the same thing. And they were just kind of looking at me like, oh, really? Okay, yeah, sorry, folks. Guy, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones. So, um, and then we get to the 90s, of course, and we have uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Now, one of my, now, so just talking about the actor and actress here, Tom Cruise at this time, we all know, was just getting his feet, uh, you know, he's pretty into Scientology at this time. Now, my big question about this was, why did they want him to do it? And would they let him? And was there even a discussion? So I researched that a little bit more and I found out that not only did uh, Scientology want him to do this movie, after he finished the movie, that is when he hit his iconic status in, or started his iconic status in Scientology. So doing this movie for somebody as legendary and great as Stanley Kubrick and to have the subject matter kind of coincide with, you know, people who are taking shots at Scientology. Because a lot of the elite who aren't in Scientology are taking shots at them. And some of the people that aren't in there anymore are, are definitely elite people in Hollywood, in society. So I always wondered about that with Tom Cruise. And what a great choice to, to do that movie when you look back on it now, when you see how tight he is into something that people call a cult. Now, the mm. thing about Nicole Kidman is her father, I don't know if you're aware of this, dude, but her father goes way back to getting into uh, de uh, devil cults. And, and he was arrested. He, I think he had, to, he had to leave Australia, dude, because he was so heavily involved in the occults and satanic stuff. Wow. So, yeah, right? So she's involved in this movie as well. So this is just talking about the actors, the two main actors and actresses and how Kubrick was like, you know, targeting celebrities. And he had this in his mind from the beginning. It wasn't like, oh, you know what? Let's just use celebrities. No, man, this was like from the beginning of when he originally was starting to do this movie. Um, so a lot of the, uh, the psychology behind what is going on is something that people talk about and is on the the uh, the media streams every day but when this movie came out people were like oh, right, right right now if this movie came out now today people would be like there it is and if it was done by somebody like uh, Coppola or like or Kubrick if this was done today people would be going what the fuck this is they would actually believe it because we now know that the government's lied to us about aliens and and, and many other things right the pyramids are starting to become to realization that it's actually um, the pyramids on top are new it's what's below that's mm. even older and it was built on top of, right? So we're starting to realize these things. So if this movie was released today, could you imagine the ripple effect it would have, dude, with the Epstein thing going on and everything? Like, Wow. It is It is a definitely, and I know this isn't the political show and we don't get into that, but um, mm. it is It is definitely an interesting uh, subject matter because the fact that, you know, Epstein dies, Giselle has been arrested, but nothing is coming out. Yeah, Epstein, that, Epstein dies. Right. But there's this whole thing about, you know, like I don't go too far. I don't go too far on. How do I explain it? Do I mm -hmm. like, you know, I know you're a big Corey Feldman guy. Mm -hmm. He's got a whole thing about Hollywood and all the rest yeah. of it. Now the QAnon side is all the way. They're like, it's Tom Hanks and it's all these people and they're eating babies. Charlie Sheen. And it's all this shit. It's like, all right, let's take a break for a minute. Tom Hanks isn't eating babies, all right? So let's just go with this for a second. Mm -hmm. However, um, yes, I do think that there, I mean, there is going to, if the book ever comes out on all this shit, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people going down. I mean, that mm-hmm. that uh, Harvey thing was just the beginning. But mm-hmm. you've got, you know, um, Cosby, obviously, people are like, how does America's that? How does this happen? How scary is that? That, that you know? people are like, you know, people are shocked and they're angry. That I was scared. That's like, are, and then I start looking back at Little Raven Simone and I'm like, oh, you poor little. Well, you know, because it, it, it wasn't, some it wasn't of this stuff comes. Though, right? just, some of this stuff comes comes out now, which is very interesting. The fact that he fired Lisa Bonet for doing she a Playboy, nudity. Right? she did a nudity in a, in a movie and he canned her and oh, then everyone's kind of going the other way going well maybe she just didn't accept his advances <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a part knows, of that too right you know because you know whatever man like uh, yeah. it's like it's well, so, what i was um, saying to you about this movie because you mentioned you haven't seen the movie i haven't actually like, seen it no, i can't believe my it, point is yeah. that it doesn't matter because yeah. Every other element of this movie springboards to so many things that are happening now. Mm-hmm. How and now I'm going to keep going back to the point that Stanley Kubrick was a friggin' genius. How ahead of his time, dude? He wanted to do this over 30 years ago. How ahead of his time was he to release that? Now he did um, Space Odyssey. That now here's how I compare Space Odyssey. It is better graphically and um, special effect wise than not No New Hope. Not Empire Strikes Back, but Return of the Jedi. How is that better than Return of the Jedi? Mm. I, uh, the thing about Kubrick, and I, I'm always curious. I do believe that there is a there. I don't go Illuminati. I, I do believe that there's this other side of like of the defense that knows everything that's going on, mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm just going to make everything, and some of them have the balls to do it, like Kubrick, and some of them don't mm-hmm. which is why it's always funny like when ricky gervais hosts the golden globes because he's like well he was mentioning friend. that Ep- epstein's your friend don't fucking laugh at me you tell that story tell tell that story tell tell that story because that's fantastic well, oh yeah, Lonnie, because, you can play it lonnie's gonna find it lonnie's gonna yeah find you find it, it. it's it's just basically the whole bit uh i think lonnie i think it was the last time he hosted she was just watching it dude she'll, she'll yeah, find it. yeah it was the last time he hosted but he really goes on about um you know about just about Hey, I'm here, and I told him, "Be ready. I'm gonna fucking go at everybody." And he's always mm-hmm. done that, and it's it, yeah. you know whatever. Um, but that was when it comes to the Epstein thing, and he, you know he really didn't hold back. He was like, "You no. guys, he's your he's your friend," yep. and that's why you know it, it's funny to me because I I know we're, I don't want to be off topic, but well, no, that's what I'm saying. This is basically with the eyes wide shut thing. I'm going to, I'm going to bring what you say right back into the movie, buddy. Watch If you go to like the, the Harry and Megan thing, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone's going on about, you know, the Harry and Megan fiasco and she's just a gold digger and she's just that. And he wants to get out, uh, because of, you know, he thinks the paparazzi in in essence killed his mom Mm -hmm. and everyone's so fucking focused on those two. Mm hmm. And not focusing on Andrew, yeah, who's on Epstein Island. Yes. Okay. Here we go, buddy. Yeah. There we go. This is this is hilarious. Hello and welcome to the seventy seventh annual Golden Globe. Can you maximize that, Lonnie? Live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais. Thank you. Um, You'll you'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards so I don't care anymore um, I'm joking I never did um, NBC clearly don't care either fifth time so I mean <laughs> Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets hello 
Lucky this whole monologue is for amazing. Me, the Hollywood Nick Gray? barely speak English. It's about nine minutes. It's okay. That's what Twitter is. So, Lonnie, can you maximize the whole screen of that? So, bang. Let's have a laugh at your yeah. expense, shall we? Remember, they're there just. We we're all gonna die soon, and there's no sequel. So, <laughs> yeah, remember that. Um, his bit about his bit on uh, Colbert about atheism is great. Mm -hmm. plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no, <laughs> shush. It's a. It's Look at Tom Hanks getting upset. Sorry for Nicole okay. Kidman in the background. That must be the most embarrassing mm -hmm. thing that's ever happened to her. It was in Wild Hogs. So, lots. <laughs> Till and I, I mean legends, icons, yeah? Look, this table alone, uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. But... <laughs> Baby Yoda. Oh, that's, that's Joe Pesci, sorry. Um, I love you, man. Pesci Don't wasn't there, wild. though. Um, but tonight isn't just about the people in front of the camera. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world, people from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. He's, He's the guy who wrote the He's whole thing. Look, Look at these talking guys. of all you perverts, it was a big year. <laughs> it was a big year for paedophile movies. <laughs> Surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. <laughs> Shut, up. <laughs> Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Many color were snubbed in major categories. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood folk are all very, very racist. So, fifth time. So, this is great. We were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse. It just, no. <laughs> it was mostly white people. And, nah, not on my watch. So. <laughs> yeah, let's let's see what happens. No one cares about movies anymore. No cinema. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just be me coming out going, "Well done, Netflix. You win. Everything. Good night." Yeah. But is no, it, is it, no. Is it close we to the drag out for three yeah. hours. I think it's... You could binge watch <laughs> the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That that's, that's a show. show about a man mm. who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's stillness, okay? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, season two is on the way, so in oh. the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, here Shut we go. Up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> you have to make your own way here and your own plane. Right, but m seriously, most films are awful. Lazy. There you go. There you go, that was it's brilliant. Sequel. Heard a rumor. That there might be a sequel. To so yeah, I like that. Like wow. he didn't hold back, and the thing is, is that um, you know, they're like like everybody else. Like my, I'm like, why that li that list has got to come out. Yeah, like, it it's will. Gotta, so, it's got to come out. No, it will. So check this out. Okay, so I'm gonna bounce what you thought was out of the realm of the movie, kind of back in. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing with Nicole Kidman. Her name's Alice. Alice in Wonderland, kind of thing, right? Sure. Right from the beginning, dude. 
she drops her clothes and she's naked looking in the mirror. She's always looking at herself. She's making out with her husband. She's looking in the mirror at herself. She is groomed to make sure that she looks perfect. People, everybody says, you look beautiful. Man, you look so beautiful. You look gorgeous. Um, and there's one time that she freaks out and kind of breaks character. And that's when she smokes weed. And it's so wild because all of a sudden she's standing, she's getting stoned and you can see her just kind of going, whoa, whoa. You treat me like this. You just treat me like a couple holes. Right. And she starts going on. So the pot is break. This is my theory. Okay. This is me. Yeah. This is yeah. this, so the pot is breaking her, her grooming. And she's thinking for herself. It's the only time she ever does this. Throughout the rest of the movie, she's just basically like, yes, honey. Yeah. Oh, you're coming home whenever. Oh, you got to stay up till four. That's great. This time when she's stoned, she, and she's just freaking him out. And actually, you know, I had this, I had this dream of a guy. You know, I really wanted to, to be with this dude. And I wanted yeah. to yada yada so the marijuana the pot the cannabis was breaking her grooming which is one amazing scene in there and you don't really think about it you just think she's reacting to the pot but no if you put it into place with everything now further on down the line um alice tom cruise's wife is teaching the daughter about math and it's joe has 250 frank has 850 who has more money and what is the difference between the two right mm. Um, can you show that clip? Yeah. Okay, check this out, dude. Just little, little. We have Joe. Joe has two dollars fifty, and Mike has one dollar and seventy-five cents. Joe has how much more money than Mike? Two seventy-five. Hmm? So is it going to be a subtraction or an addition? That that was part. Like, just, so there's, there's a million of those little things that show the grooming of Hollywood. Now, there's a girl that dies as well. Um, I'm just going to bounce around to a few things that are, that are on the subject of female grooming uh, for Hollywood. Now, there's all these, there's a load of prostitutes in the movie, high-end prostitutes who want to be actresses, okay? Right. Um, one of them dies, and Tom Cruise finds the write-up about this girl that he knows who dies mysteriously. I don't want to ruin the whole plot of the movie. I'm going to just pick on some spots because the movie's so huge that I'm really not going to ruin it for you, okay? Sure. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen bits and I, I'm not, well aware of it. I just never actually yeah. dove in and committed the two hours. Yeah. Right. So Tom Cruise finds this article about it, the girl dying and he's reading it and you, if you freeze frame on there, the whole story is about how this young girl, her sister says she wanted to go to Hollywood because she, you know, she wanted to expand on her connections and wanted to, you know, she had an opportunity she wanted to jump at this opportunity. And this opportunity was to jump in to, to be serviced by this cult, right? By whatever this group sure. of people were. Um, and she ends up dying. So if you read it, it explains the, the, the female grooming even more. Now, at the very end of the movie, not really, this is just another small thing. If you watch, there's two old guys in a toy store, all right? And they're shopping by um, Tom Cruise's and Alice's little girl. Bill, Bill is, is Tom Cruise's character's name. So Bill and Alice, they're little girls kind of just looking at the toys. And there's these two old guys and she looks back at them. The old guys look look at the little girl, and they walk off together. And it's just and 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 if, I, I don't have it on here, but the two gentlemen are in the very beginning of the movie at the party. These old dudes, and right. it's just like, wait a minute, did they just take her? Because she looks back at them and they nod, and then she leaves with the dude. It's like a million little things on on grooming women for Hollywood that is so sad like it's it, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a great movie because they're showing that I'm not I'm saying that it's a great movie because they're exposing it and what a brilliant man he was to do this who knows why he didn't do it until now maybe he knew 
I'm sure he knew this was his last mm-hmm. film, right? I'm sure he knew. Well, you that. know, coming. Uh, let's remember though, too, that there was there's been a lot of people. <clears throat> Roman Polanski, mm-hmm. you know, got in trouble for yeah. um, being with a young lady on right. American soil and got banned. And basically, was still making films overseas, yeah. but wasn't allowed back on American soil. And people, mm-hmm. Hollywood actors, were making films with him, mm-hmm. being like, it's whatever. Like yeah, and yeah, Woody, Woody Allen's Allen. the same thing. And there's a whole bit there of people that are like either for Woody, right, or not. So the yeah. so they're like, this is they've you know like this is bullshit and and blah blah blah. And then there's other yeah. people on the Polanski side that are like, whatever. And it's very interesting, you know. Kubrick just didn't seem to like. I mean, th- this movie would have had to go through a substantial amount of approvals to come out. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so now here's right. what I want to talk about next. Okay, um, I just there's so much I want to talk about on here with this. Uh, so let, let's look back. Kubrick, for some reason, after he did 2001 Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. or f- just be- with that movie on, he he got f- carte blanche with the company. He could do whatever he wanted to. You know, here's an example. Um, there's a gentleman talking on it behind the scenes there, behind the scenes doing The Shining, and they're talking to one of the guys there. And he says, yeah, look at these guys out. In the- there's these guys out in this great big truck sitting out, out in the snow, right? And <laughs> They're showing them out there, and they go well, to, to Cuba. They go, well, who are those guys out there? Oh, they're from the movie company. Are they coming in? No. <laughs> what do you mean? They're not, they're not allowed to come out of their vehicle. They want to check see how I was doing, and that's as far they. That's I said you can come stay in your vehicle. That's as far as you're going to go. They nobody could touch his movies. Um, this is the first one that got edited, and apparently twenty minutes was taken out. Now there's conflicting re- um, reports on whether he did show the last edit or it was one that he showed because he's being pressured to show and he still had 20 minutes to get rid of himself um that is one of the big things that is up in the air about his death he died six days after he screened apparently the final cut we don't know if that's yeah see that's that's oh sorry i jumped from that yeah so that's the rumor um about his death there which is which is really really strange so the the companies wouldn't touch his movies but they touched this one you know, like they weren't, that was the deal. They were not allowed to touch his movies, but they did edit this one. Now, some of the rumors go that when he was screaming it, sorry, screening it, um, they, they took him aside immediately after and said, hey, man, you have to cut this, 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 and this out. And he was pissed. And there's other reports that don't say that. They say that, you know, I, and I've researched this and I'm hearing two different sides. I'm hearing gentlemen say that, and, and this seems like reliable sources that, no, you know, um, he, he showed it to them and there was some concern about things. And he says, and, 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 Stanley was like, oh, yeah, well, I still got, you know, you know, 15 minutes to cut or so. So this guy said there might have been five minutes that he wasn't aware of. Right. Um, and then there's other reports that say, you know, that there was a whole half hour taken out. And the t- the movie company says it was because of nudity, which can't be true because there's already a crap load of nudity. That's the one thing that that every scene has a sexual innuendo or some kind of sex. In it. And it's funny because and I asked my I, I recommended my, my folks watch it there like, last night. You made them watch it. I didn't make them. I recommended they watch it. Gracious, Gary. Gracious, Dorothy. <laughs> so there, it was funny. The look on my mom's face was like, so what would you think of it? Because she, she just loves the little tiny Tom Cruise, right? As I was mentioning. And, and I was like, I was like, how would you like it? And, I, and she's just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Didn't Tom Cruise do a great job? Well, it's a freaky movie, dude. You haven't seen it yet. After you watch it, and then and then picture my parents watching it. And you're like, oh, okay, I get you now. Because there's a there's, it's. – I've heard all about it. Let's show this no, you have to watch it. No, dude, you have to watch And this music. Do you got the, the music part? Okay, check this out. Dude, this is br- – This I, I love this movie. It's great. If it was released today, I, I, it would be unreal. Anytime. 
That was close. <laughs> that was my wife on the trigger finger there. There we go. So that was just before I was talking through it then. I didn't know we were we were muted on that part. But I'm, uh, what, so what's going on there is those are the girls that are the actresses coming up and the prostitutes that are coming up to be actresses. Um, and they're about to be paired off to the one of the elite around them. One of the elite around them, yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. And how about oh, that I'm music, sure that though? happens, man. I'm well, sure that How about happens. that music? <laughs> I was like, that music was horrifying. Poor, you know, poor, poor. I think she felt bad for Tiny Tom Cruise. I really do. I had to picture Dangerous Dorothy with the Home Alone face after this movie. <laughs> I bet she's doing it right now. She's listening to us talk about it. Those girls are about to drop their drawers. <laughs> hydrize, Dor- Dorothy. Right. Hydrize. There we go. So, so that, so, you know, we kind of went off on examining the segment of, you know, the Epstein angle, the whole yeah. grooming women who are coming in from, and I've mentioned it before we went on air to, yeah, I can't help but notice that a lot of these female rappers coming up are old, are, are strippers, you know, not that I'm not looking down on that profession by any means, but it's just, it's with everything we're hearing. I think it just, <laughs> it's a very, it's a new time. You know, Hollywood goes through this sort of like, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, they, 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 L.A. Confidential. You remember L.A. Confidential? Actually, go back to that movie, L.A. Confidential. Right. Uh, that's a that's a great actual example because yeah. that was prostitutes that had plastic surgery done to make them look like Hollywood stars. Right. 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 And they were like, someone wanted like uh, Greta Garbo. So someone wanted Ava Gardner. They would mm-hmm. just find a you know woman. And there's a scene where a prostitute has passed, and the mother comes in and she goes, "I think that's her, but mm-hmm. I can't." She's had, I, I can't. I can't recognize her. She's got a mole on her hip, and then they see the mole, and she realizes her. So, I mean, mm-hmm. L.A. Confidential is an amazing movie for this because it was mm-hmm. really about the rags. It was about the the tabloids setting up uh, guys that were killed, mm-hmm. you know, because they knew too much. I mean, you should rewatch L.A. Confidential. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you I should because it that. really touches on it, it, now that you've been on on this side. Watch that side now, which mm-hmm. was like the corruption of the police working with hollywood oh yeah you know and i i I have seen that movie just i don't i don't remember i bet once i started like oh yeah check it out do that it's it's ever do that you you think you forget a movie in five minutes yeah shit i'm (laughs) out but it's one of those ones that's when it's on it's like all right i guess i'm i'm in 
Yeah. Now. yeah and for sure. so, but that's just, you know, that's, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, well, check this out, dude. I heard this great uh, little interview with Noel Gallagher and he says that uh, you don't see rock bands anymore because the labels can't control them. I think I was talking about this off air. Could they ever control them? What the rock bands? No, no. That's why you don't see them anymore is because you don't, you can't control them, but you can control like these girls that you're grooming and bringing up because you just keep feeding them the gold and whatever. And it's one person. You know what I mean? Um, and like, like a perfect example is who's your daughter love there? What's that dude there? Uh, Harry Styles. Look at that. They pulled him out of that band and they just, he'll do whatever they tell him. Do you think he's arguing with anything they're asking him to do, Brent? And do you think he's partying? Nah, dude, he's not. He's under control. You get like those young Soap 41 bastards in there or something like that and they're causing shit. They're paying, you know, like they can't, con- but this was Noel Gallagher saying time. that and it, it made a lot of sense to me, man. It made a lot. With the control of everything you see going on, right? It is. It's a new time. I really feel they're grooming a lot of these stars as well. Like we could go on to that other um, MK Ultra, which is a great one to go on with celebrities because a lot of them are getting caught. Um, the one basketball player, they're shocked. Shaq, I don't know how many clips of him just going, like just freezing. And the guys are going, well, well, we better move over here now. Like it's just something he does. You know what I mean? There's a, the problem is with a lot of this stuff. It's like, you, you know, uh, when Trump got in, he's like, I'm releasing all the alien stuff. And he didn't because it's like, you know, even Tom DeLong went really hard on left mm-hmm. blink 182 to go really hard on the alien stuff. Well, and they only, did admit they're there. You know, they, they, only they, they, got, admit. they did admit it, but they only got so far. Yeah. And I think that Start. with all of this stuff, it's always only going to get so far because Giselle, the fact that none of that stuff has come out, mm-hmm. uh, the list hasn't come out. Oh, and the fact has. that fully come out? yeah like i know who's on the, the the people that were on the plane but that doesn't necessarily count because they could have been just chartering that plane to go somewhere else as well i'm talking about physically That's like a, we uh, we know andrew was there we know that mm-hmm. you know certain, well they got pictures of a lot of people but the list is the thing right well, the li- well, and that that actual list where guys are going to get mm, indicted and guys yeah. are going to go to prison and stuff that list i don't believe has been released yeah i saw it on mm-hmm. youtube I well, that's okay. Would, we'll, we'll look I for that. Like, we don't have that much. Time I feel like we would that. we would hear a, quite a lot because there was a lot of people that like Tom Hanks was on that plane. It's like, well, Tom Hanks might. I'm not defending him. I'm saying, but Tom Hanks might have been either out there or he might have actually just been on that plane that was chartered. Well, the other like, thing I mean, too you know I was I mean? mentioning is that one of the things that he was doing was inviting people out on the island to get photos of them so they were there so that they wouldn't mm. say anything. Mm. Um, what's the dude in the wheelchair? He was out there. Rick Hansen. No. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, right? Stephen Hawking was out there, right? No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, it's there's a lot of people that were out there for the wrong reasons, and I think a lot of people that were just out there that he. There's a lot of. <clears throat> well, Courtney loves a piece of crap. Anyway, you get. She's you uh, like you know the the underbelly not... of the underbelly of 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 Hollywood. Yeah. And and just all of it is you know yeah. if you get caught if you go so far down there, mm-hmm. it's going to be a hard. Rabbit there's hole new, to get out. Yeah, there's a new kid. Uh, well, not a new kid. He's uh, Orlando. Uh, what was it? not Orlando Bloom? Orlando. He's from. Uh, what's her? We were just talking about her there from the Cosby Show. She has her own show. She oh, was doing Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. All right. No, he was with uh, what's her name there? Uh, Lisa Bonet, Tempest Bledsoe. No, yeah, Tempest Bledsoe. Raven, but what, Raven, Raven. Simone. She was on yeah, that. Okay. He was on that Raven show, right? Young dude there. And uh, he is now running around screaming at that Will Smith um, did him. Like he's doing TikTok videos and then they're being taken down. 
Um, and he has this thing that he talks about in detail of what to look for when this happens. I don't want to go into detail because that's pretty bad. Okay. So what I'm saying though, is if you want to get any more information on Will Smith, check out this guy. And there's another lady that's saying that, that people, that younglings have been screaming, running from their house who were supposed to be, uh, they were mentoring them. So there's a lot of things coming out on the elite right now, which is, which is, and, and a lot of them seem to be people who have suffered by them and don't really have a reason to make, like you think they would make up something a little more accessible than like, you know, Will Smith. I don't know. I don't know. But um, he had a few other people and uh, it's, it's a huge thing, you know, but not to bum you out on the movie because the movie is really, really great. And it makes you think about all these conspiracy theories. We just went down one, one part because Tom Cruise goes off on this. He gets freaked out, right? As I mentioned in, in the yeah. thing here, I, it, what I mentioned, you wouldn't even, isn't even in like the title or the description of the movie, right? I but, wish it's okay i'm a doctor and throughout the movie he's flipping his badge is i'm a doctor and that's how he gets in and gets his way with anybody yeah um hmm. i want this guy you know i want Cruz to take more risk like this i I don't know if you're gonna see that anymore i I, like risky tom i mean he was in um uh you know uh um what was that one uh marigold what was he was great in that um Mm. what what else is the other one with um i don't know where where are you on on cruise oh i'm for um, yeah, well, this is what I was saying with John last time. Is I just think of him as Tiny Tom Cruise, who did you know those great movies I grew up on. I don't, right? I, I, I hmm? right? Yeah, like I mean, I know, I know. I, I, I mean, I don't... That, does anyone get more more of a pass than Tom? I Ish. know. I, I mean, know. he really had a hard time battling back from the couch thing, but everything he's put out since then, the Jack Reacher thing didn't go very well. I'm and he did. Uh, I'm going uh, off like the outsiders and, and yeah, the risky business. But like, and... but sure. But like the stuff that like he did take a risk on, like interview with the vampire was great. Mm-hmm. All these things oh, that he actually, that he actually took, a, took a risk on and yeah. kind of went for is some of the favorite stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this story. I read Seth Rogen's book and he's got a great story about Tom wanted to do comedy. Yeah. So he called Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow up to the house. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want to do comedy and I want you guys to like write something for me. But what before we did into that, and then he, he kind of cornered them into having a Scientology conversation. Ooh. And Seth, you know, you can just picture Seth like oh like, well, okay, let's, you know, let's let's listen. And yeah, they were all just, they were kind of freaked out by it a little bit because he was he was like full alpha Tom, mm. but like in that, that they're like, when Tom's talking to you, you just want to do anything Tom yeah. tells you. Right. <laughs> like it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. So, uh, and, and uh, yeah, it's very interesting, but well, uh, it's cool. if you look at it this yeah. way too, going back to uh, eyes wide shut. And I was mentioning, I was talking with John last week about, I was really curious how Scientology let him do this movie. And then the more I read about it, the more I thought about it is of course they let him do this. Scientology is kind of the, you know, you got your, say, Illuminati or Elite, and then you got Scientology. They're not together. They're two totals. So the more one looks bad, the more the other one's kind of just doing what they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it made the more I looked into Tom Cruise doing the movie, the more it made more sense. Now, another thing that made me um, like Tom Cruise a bit was when you, you see interviews with him about Stanley Kubrick, he's so genuine, and and just his love for him was was really genuine. And I would I could see that because... I've seen Stanley Kubrick work with people and just being around somebody who is that brilliant um, and thinks that much outside of the box with projects and art that I enjoy so much. I could, I can see Tom just like in awe of that. He wasn't complaining about any of these shoots that were being over and over done. And just his sadness when he, when he, we found out he was dead, Tom, he paused for a few seconds there. Like he wants to say something, but he doesn't. And he's not sure. And it's like, yeah. 
you know um and the fact that he that was the last thing that elevated him in scientology man that was that was pretty yeah, wild and it's an interesting and then you've got the people trying to get out of it you know and and, yeah. and really you know leah remini and stuff that she are, does that show about it yeah know, she's another one that could say anything to me and i'd believe her right like it's a very interesting it, it's a, it's it's like any kind of thing but um but you know, yeah. he's the face of it, and that's and that's kind of where it's at. And it's funny how it all came to get about because it he was like a hockey playing half Canadian kid that grew up in in Ottawa yeah. and spent some time in Pennsylvania, and then went out with Mimi Rogers, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden is a Scientologist. And if he didn't go out with Mimi Rogers, we wouldn't have Scientology really? that's Tom. Wild, we yeah. wouldn't have Scientology Tom. And I think they met on either Risky Business or. Uh, what was the other one that they did at the time? There was another one that he did kind of around mm. risky business that was sort of the same. And she was in know. it with him. And I think they dated or even got married. Oh, okay. And she was a Scientologist and started this whole thing. Right, so, right. And, but, it take, but, you know, you can see it anywhere. I mean, right downtown Vancouver, the Church of mm-hmm. Scientology is right there. And yeah. uh, it's very it's That's very wild. Mm-hmm. I'm, surprised, I'm surprised you haven't jumped in there and seen what the diggy is. Well, I walked in and took a look at it because you just because you walk around and look at it. But I'm Damn. not on I'm not on. That, it's funny because uh, the ancient alien side of things, which, which yeah. um, you know, I'm. It's very interesting. I, I it, support yeah. more than anything because of mm-hmm. just you know. Remember, you, you tell me about it originally, and the more I dove into it. But when yeah. I talk to people about it, and I never do from a standpoint of like, well, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to people about it, they're like <laughs> Scientology. I'm like, no, 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 it's not Scientology. Yeah. Because Scientology, they believe they're a vessel. They're not even human. Oh yeah, it was a big just, yeah. If they think Scientology and and this is no, a, this is another totally thing. Different. So I, you know, I I always try to make sure that I defend it too. I I would uh, love to though to walk into the Scientology church and and just have them try and turn me and see what that's about. I, of course, well, I'd have to have Lonnie say that if I'm not out in an hour, man, come in there, come in oh, there screaming, right? <laughs> there's a whole bit uh, in there, but yeah, it's it's pretty. It's I'd pretty be awesome. down with that. I think it'd be funny. No, but sign a lifetime contract. Well, I I wouldn't sign anything. I'm just saying I would like to see what they would say to me. I think it would be really funny. That CEO arc. You have a a called Sea Org, and then you get fifty dollars a week to work on it. That's great. I uh, I don't know. I'm you're either on you're either on team Tom or you're not. And I guess so. There's no denying. Like I mean, no matter what that guy does, Mm -hmm. he pretty much just prints money because the the last Mission Impossible might be the single greatest action movie I've ever seen. Oh, wow. I thought he did really well with the Maverick. Yeah. Well, the he's a great guy. And I'm just like, this is, I left, I left Fallout going, yeah. that's the greatest action movie I've ever seen. And oh, not yes. cheesy action. Like, yeah. we all like a good tango in cash. <laughs> I'm talking like, this is like, mm-hmm. fuck me. Like, this is crazy. So, yeah. um, and he's now got a new one and they, yeah, they, they got another one. Um, I did find that, uh, I guess we got to go soon, but I did find yeah. that, uh, that uh, two things. I want to show you one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's the commission. Oh, great. About. Look at that. Very nice. Oh, yeah. So those, see those, those paintings. Um, I only have one left of that five set, and that's the yeah, Spider Man. All the other that ones stuff are is sold. really cool and, the, you know, really rad. Uh, Lonnie, Samantha loved the glasses. She's like, yeah. Kurt so Cobain, right? I don't know and if she knew. He, did she know that? that no, she, I don't think she made the connection, but. Okay. Cause and then the I found that thing on the. I found a Dan O'Toole thing on the All Star game. And I think you might get a kick out of this. Okay, cool. Check this out. Right. Um, 
each event okay it's at fifty thousand uh, at the sky dome mm -hmm. how did the sky dome fifty thousand people concert lighting each skill uh, uh, skills event has its own designated area no mm -hmm. waiting around uh imagine the runway you would have for the fastest skater player introductions become otherworldly with fifty thousand people in there like it's like like a kiss concert right mm -hmm. friday night is for the kids so nickelodeon runs it Mm. not the nhl don't make the players come up with the skits let the let the pros do it like nickel like, because hockey players man there's like if there's 10 one's got a personality the rest of them are like they're not funny I, I love yeah. i love the tragically hip and and i also like donuts um mm -hmm. you know like whatever uh who put who can put on their equipment on the fastest skate or uh like for the for the kids thing uh mm -hmm. who can put their equipment on fastest and then they got to skate and slime Nickelodeon, right? And people getting slimed while they're playing and shit like that. Like that's really cool. They should do a, like a, an after-hours one where they add alcohol to whatever they're doing. Winner of each skilled event wins a massive prize. Sponsors would fall over themselves if a player breaks a skills record. Everyone in attendance wins something. Um, uh, that game, it's done, it's gone. Instead, teams are picked. Teams are picked Friday night by drawing the names out of a hat. Hmm. which That's they tried cool a couple years ago 10 teams no conferences no divisions it's a free-for-all amazing drama see who plays with who kind of mm -hmm. like a hockey on the, like a pond hockey mm -hmm. first team to 10 wins no offsides no face-offs race back to center ice after you score <laughs> uh last team standing gets a million dollars wow and that uh you know no one to look away and i thought um and the one final addition to soccer warm-up hockey players play add that into friday night skills competition uh and mix mix other sports into it so i thought that was a pretty good take you That's know you're trying neat. to get more eyes on it you're trying to get more eyes yeah. on it. and then i saw the mention i think if they had some alcohol after hours and had them skate around and play hockey that'd be pretty funny what kind of alcohol do you like uh like beer well like, they all like drink beer man like they're it all... when smith like it when smithy brings in the molson's eh <laughs> they're all beer drinkers i'm sure they are man i'm sure they are oh yeah, anyways right buddy. So, yeah we're gonna thank uh uh crier media for uh our friends at criers yeah, Our friends thanks. at Cryer Media, Ooh, yeah, they've been doing some rad stuff. Uh, thank okay. you so much, gentlemen, uh, and the team over there yeah. for adding. I'll just bring this logo up, Lonnie, while it's here. Um, we are part of Cryer Media Network now, which is doing some great stuff. Um, there it is. We want to thank them for for uh, that. Uh, Lonnie, and what do you got trying? coming up next? Uh, when I just, I'm going to sleep. I just did 25 hours of travel. So that yeah, was exciting. A, but you're podcasting. You don't you have something Yeah, up? I got it. I got it. One, like the dude did will podcast. It's mm -hmm. uh, on uh, episode five coming up, nice. which is great. Uh, nice. I had a really, I had a guy from the network uh, named Scott McGregor on last week. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we just kind of talked to, uh, you know, uh, crypto and all that kind of stuff, but he, I got him to dumb it right the hell down because mm. people are like, "What the hell is it? And what is mm -hmm. a Bitcoin?" I'm like, "I need you to dumb this shit like way, way down, all the way down right. to like God. grab this, put it here, buy this." So mm -hmm. I because he got in, you know, he dove into a bit of that. So that was kind of cool. Uh, I've had uh, a Paralympic uh, uh, swimmer on, which is awesome. Tara mm -hmm. Sloan, uh, Tara Sloan, sorry, was on from the San Jose Sharks. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, this week coming up, actually, I have got um, a friend of mine who works at the um, Seattle, uh, the arena, uh, ah, the Climate nice. Pledge Arena, where the where the Kraken play. And mm -hmm. it's a fully sustainable arena from top to bottom. Right. Uh, the Zamboni's electric. The ice is made out of rainwater. There's mm -hmm. a thing on the roof that, uh, you know, it's just a really rad place. I've done a show there. It's one of my favorite places to do shows now. Uh, cool. And she's got a full breakdown about being the first 
NHL arena to be like that. So she's mm-hmm. going to kind of break that down. So I'm kind of diving into some new territory. And then I've got some some band guys eventually coming on. Mm-hmm. And Great. also, um, you gave me an idea. I've been running this thing called Sunday Night Storytime. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a, I know you like this, a little bit of a mellow breakdown on a Sunday night. The mm-hmm. week's over. Monday night's coming. Maybe you've had a little bit of, uh, you know, the ganja. You've watched mm-hmm. the movie, and it's ready for bed. So I'm doing these, like, 20-minute kind of, like, stories. So I, the first one I did on the Foos, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Lindley came on and did one on Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of cool. And I was like, you know, I was trying to find a way to do something that would be a Sunday night that we could merge these two shows. And I think we need to do a Sunday night story time on Stanley Kubrick. So sure. that would be just, like, a 20-minute, like, the, the you know the nuts and the bolts of what he's all about. Ooh, I don't know if we could do that. that in twenty minutes. Wow. Well, it's more like what, what I don't know what, if like, I can. No, I'm saying I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> well, we could do th- we could do thirty, whatever that it is. Guy, but it's man. more oh, it's just... more like the brilliance of him, but sort of like yeah. a, a bit more of a story about how his movies kind of came to be more so than the conspiracy side. It's more sort of like right. you know, wow, like the, the the um the moon was it real like you know and then they mm-hmm. use the studio for yeah, shit. That's so cool. i think i'm, always, be, I'm be, always down with talking about that kind of stuff so right? i think i'd like to do have that be the new sunday night story time uh or the uh, an episode coming up so stay tuned anyways do did well it's a new thing like excellent what's on commercial. you want to show a commercial of ours. okay one's going to show something here let's see a commercial let's see this so let me switch oh never mind you know i saw an old saturday night live skit dude and it was uh, a Marvel take on Oscar the Grouch. Have you seen that? <laughs> I think I might have seen it. <laughs> oh, it was so good. I tried to share it on Facebook, I think. But, oh, it was so funny, man. Watch that tonight. You'll laugh. Okay. Really I will. All right, dude. Um, cheers, man. Party on. Be excellent to each other. Um, good times. Rad dudes. See you next um, week, people. Yeah, we'll do DC next week. New DC announcement. DC, full we'll, breakdown we'll of the, week, jo- okay? uh, the James Gunn announcement. Yeah. There's lots to dissect. So Great. I'm looking forward week. to that. Okay, next week, DC, brothers. Peace. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.